Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Your Mother Ate My Dog, the podcast. They gave us the full five-second countdown this time. That was nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. This episode, episode 51, the episode that uh, nobody will be talking about because nobody ever cares about the episode after the important episode. Uh, it's brought to you by How Awesome Greg Is. Yeah, that's a that's a big one for, for this episode. But of course, we've chosen on the episode that doesn't matter. So let yeah. you kind of figure out what that what that means. Um, you being the listener. So your pal Greg, who is my pal because he's your pal, um, mm-hmm. talk to him often. Um, he he is technically, I guess, um, sponsoring this episode um, through which is my fault. So thank you, mm-hmm. Greg for sponsoring this episode and he wanted me to ask you a few questions okay i don't know if i don't know if you looked at these questions beforehand no Um, i saw like briefly you know how like your phone gives you a preview when someone like you know sends you a message or whatever and i just saw that greg sent a message through instagram so that's all i know at this point um okay well we have one of his um questions was about something we've talked about on the show before which is Mm -hmm. uh london fog the drink okay um because he just wanted us to talk about london fogs okay so i'll just google london fog here and just kind of talk talk a brief bit about um about it maybe they have oh they do have a wikipedia so if you're not aware, Thank London goodness. Fog is a, is a hot tea-based drink that consists of Earl Grey tea, steamed milk, and vanilla syrup invented in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, we have bonded over London Fogs in the past, uh, the University of Victoria. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, so I, when it was colder outside and I spent a lot of my time outside, um, there are two kind of cafes that are near uh, where I work. Um, and I've been to both of them a few times. And on both, you know how they, you go into a cafe or a coffee shop and you look at the board and you, cause you don't know right. what you want to order. Um, mm-hmm. So you're, you're looking for something that looks familiar, um, such as the Leonard Fog. Neither, uh, neither of those coffee shop cafes had Leonard Fogs on the, on the board. So I oh. would just order like a hot chocolate. Right. Do you think, uh, and then you can get into, you know, why you love London fog so much, but do you think that Starbucks, if you go to Starbucks you can get a London fog. I think you have to order it in a not so direct way. I think you can get all the components, but I don't think they call it that. So you'd have to go in and be like, could I get, uh, Earl Grey tea, steamed milk, and vanilla syrup. Grande. Yeah, you're like, can I get a, a, a vanilla steamed milk with an Earl Grey tea bag, please? It's too much effort. I don't know if uh, I don't know if London Fog is in their vernacular. Should be. I haven't tried in though. Scotland, it should be. It's got in Scotland. The drink is called a Vancouver Fog. So you know, I was I was when you were telling me that fact that it was. I had no idea that it was invented in Vancouver. So I wonder if this is like a 
is this like a regional thing? Like, do people know what this is in, you know, Ketchikan, Alaska, for instance? In Scotland, apparently they do. I don't know. We ha- you have to go there and ask. Hmm. I bet it's That's probably called something. It's probably called something different. Right. Like in London, it's just called the fog. A fog, right? A, fo- a foggy doggy, a foggy, a foggy dodger, something like that. Right. Yeah, something like that. That's said um, with an, an English accent. Yeah. Do you remember when you had your first London fog? I don't remember when I had my first London fog. No, do but I do remember enjoying them. Fog? Um, no, I don't. I can't say I get them very often. Greg likes them, as he sort Apparently. of demonstrated on this very day. You could say. Well, it's getting warmer out now, so you know, hot drinks like the London fog are probably fewer and farther between. Mm-hmm. It was an odd choice, I I must admit. Um, he did ask a second question in the same in the same text. Thank you again, Greg, uh, for reaching out to Thank us. Thank you so much, Greg. Unprompted. Um, what's your favorite kind of donut? Well, first of all, are those chips you're eating delicious? Or I feel like he was hungry and or thirsty when asking. And no, I was just pulling plastic off of something. Sorry. I'm nervous. Oh, this well, this big, seems like the right time episode, to do it. Episode 51. Right. Your mother died the podcast. Uh, the plastic episode. No, my favorite kind of donut probably, well, in my youth, or I, should I say as, what, as a kid and maybe into my early youth, a vanilla dipped donut was my choice. But um, as of late, my, my donut of choice would be a, have to be a sour cream glazed donut is so so tasty um would you consider an apple fritter a donut i consider an apple fritter just a crime against humanity i've never had an apple fritter i just know i'm not gonna like it do you like apples um i'm neutral you're neutral on apples Yes. I could take them um, and leave them. I did Google it, and they, they do consider an apple fritter a donut. Who's they? But if The donut board? The internet, yeah. I don't know. I just Googled best donut oh. types, and apple fritter was on it. Um, mm. But I think if we don't accept apple fritter, then uh, a good old Boston cream Ugh. for me. I like the explosion in the middle or as they call it in boston I'm sure you do the cream yeah the cream not the explosion in the middle um but thank this you is again all of, greg I, for yeah greg i really appreciate it you really livened up this episode uh, we usually have sort of a we sort of meander at the beginning with no real with no real focus and this really focused us in on donuts and london fogs so thank you very much for that, Greg. Um, yeah, thanks, Greg. Uh, somebody else reached out to us as well. Didn't have a question, but did ask um, to bring up a good point, which I think we know the answer to. 
Um, mm-hmm. Nathan, thank you, Nathan, for reaching out. Um, he didn't know, he couldn't ask us a question because he didn't know what kind of listeners we had. Um, and I don't know what kind of listeners we have, but I assume many of them are like Greg. Yeah, or like no Greg, or I like happen to work with them. That's probably what they all have in common, that I work with all of them. Yeah, so people who love donuts and hot drinks. Um, and like medical supplies. <laughs> yeah, so thank you, Nathan, um, for asking thank that Thank you, Nathan, question. for that exten- uh, existential question. Yeah, thank you. So there is, there is a Tim Hortons in your hospital. No, not anymore. Not anymore. No, I would say maybe six months ago at this point, they, uh, yeah, they closed. Because there is also Tim Hortons in the Save on Foods. Yeah. If you want Tim, if you want Tim Hortons, you can still do that within the confines of your break time period. Close enough. Because I was going to ask, like, like, do you ever go on your break and get some Tim Hortons? And like, what would you get at Tim Hortons? But that's not a thing I anymore. I do very because... occasionally. I could, t- I could tell you what I get on my breaks. So if I do go to Tim Hortons, sure, yeah. since we're on the subject of donuts and such, I would get a steeped tea, usually a triple-triple, three Oof. sugars, three creams, and a everything bagel toasted with plain cream cheese and add bacon. That is my mm-hmm. go-to order. That Thanks normal. for that question, Josh. Thank you for, for writing in to the Instagram for that one. Triple, triple. I think as a youth, I, I haven't had Tim Hortons coffee in so long because it's just not mm-hmm. good. So, but a triple, right. triple is probably what I would have to get to make it good well it's just a tea i mean i sometimes i get it a double double but if i'm most of the time a triple triple just because it's just like a tea like a a sweet tea drink at that point really but it just tastes so good um okay well great Mm -hmm. awesome um how have you been the last seven days i've been not not too bad not too bad overall uh, work's going good. Paddling's been all right. There's a race this weekend. Should be pretty fun. What about you? Yeah, good. But I feel like I've um, I've kind of been talking a lot, um, asking no, the targeting questions. So I just wanted to, to see if you needed, like, if you wanted to, if I wanted you like my own, own time kind of to, agenda. Right. Yeah. If I wanted to sort of propose any subjects or, or something of that matter. Um. No. Okay. No, I don't. I mean, I, I preferably we do this podcast and I say, you know, as little as possible. I just sit here and, and sort of just go, mm-hmm, here and there. And that, that would be ideal. But I guess since it, maybe there is a bit of an obligation to say a few words, at least, I, I, I have managed to do that for 50 episodes. And well, 50 and a half, perhaps. Yeah, 50 and 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. So 50 and like a, a quarter. Um, you, you were a guy who 
doesn't watch much television. Is that correct? That is very correct. Have you ever seen any minute of Twin Peaks? No. The as soon as this, um, I guess we're now we're pivoting into the movie, the podcast. Okay, movie time. Mm-hmm. Mulholland Drive, two thousand one, David Lynch movie. As soon as that movie started, um, I'm like, this is Twin Peaks. This gives me right. the same, like it's, it's the same kind of visual sense, the same feel of a Twin Peaks, which makes sense because it's mm-hmm. David Lynch. But this movie came out 11 years after. Um, yeah, there was like a show and then that, like, didn't yeah. they make a, twin, a couple of Twin Peaks movies or something? They did. They did, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a show that I've watched the pilot to three times, but I've never been able to get the episode two. Oh, they're so well, long. A good pilot, I guess, or maybe a bad pilot. It's hard to say. I because I, it's the show that you, that, you know, it's a good show, I guess. Um, it's a, I have one, one for the Pathion, if you will, mm-hmm. but I just haven't been able mm-hmm. to get into it. Um, Mulholland Drive, our movie of the week, was originally shot as a tv pilot oh at least the first two hours of it and then david lynch when he realized that he wasn't going to be able to get this made as a tv show he added an ending and then made it a movie because it was originally supposed to be open-ended well that's very funny because at the two hour mark like exactly i'm like the movie has suddenly changed so that makes a lot of sense then. I'm not and, sure exactly. Uh, also, if he... I, you said that. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, I'm not sure if if the ending starts with her waking up as a different human being, but continue. Yeah, I feel like it's changed as soon as like the they open the blue box. Which I think was right around two hours. But anyway, uh, when you were saying that um, this was like Twin Peaks. I did notice some things that I will mention uh, later that this reminded me a lot of the other movies he's made. It's very David Lynchy, I suppose. David Lynchy, I guess maybe in, in uh, general mood and atmosphere, but also there was like some very direct similarities to some of his other films, which of his others have you seen? Uh, I don't think I've seen many, if any, uh, let me just go to his Wikipedia page and find his filmography. Like I haven't seen a racer head. Um, I haven't seen that movie you're talking about the lost highway. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the elephant man. I haven't seen Dune. I have not seen blue velvet. I've not seen wild at heart. I've not seen twin peaks fire walk with me, which is the twin peaks movie. I've not seen The Straight Story, and I've not seen Inland Empire, which was the last movie he did in 2006. So this was the first movie I've seen of David Lynch. This was my fifth David Lynch movie. And uh, all are, well, I would say, this is like two other of his that I've seen, and then two kind of stand on their own. But um, yeah, I've seen this. Blue Velvet, Eraserhead, Dune, and then The Elephant Man. 
with um and wild at heart has been on my list for us to watch on here because it has nick cage and willem dafoe but um 51 movies in and still no dafoe still no dafoe but it was on my it was in my sort of uh field of view for a little while there but it could come back but i feel i got the sense from you that maybe you got a little nicholas caged out because we've seen uh, three of his now or whatever just it feels like i have to go back and um and kind of write down all the actors we've seen but it it feels like we've seen a lot more nicholas cage than we have we have right uh this movie is regarded uh, this is a josh movie as well the guy's never seen a david mm-hmm. lynch movie picks this movie um it's regarded as one of his best movies one of the greatest mm-hmm. films of all time not just of a david lynch one of the greatest films of all time um mm-hmm. one of the best movies since 2000 before we say anything really about the movie I didn't get that sense. Uh, right. When I when two and a half hours of this movie ended, I didn't come out of it like this was the best, one of the best movies I've ever seen, or it deserved to be one of the best movies ever made. That wouldn't it wouldn't go on my list either. Not to say it's okay. bad. Of course, I don't think you were trying to say it's bad either. But yeah, it's not on that list. It's certainly not. Like, it's going to be probably one of the top half, top, like of the 51 movies that we've done, it's probably going to be top five for me anyways. But we've watched some, you know, snoozers so far, but. That is true. Just kidding. Yeah, I mean, what? No, we, uh, they're all good movies. This, mo- this movie was very much felt like a TV movie, just in the way that it was shot, I thought. I don't know what it is. What the, It's hard to like describe that quality of what makes a TV movie feel like a TV movie and a f- f- movie meant for the screen. But it definitely it felt like, like a TV movie. Yeah, it was like the filter they, they use or something. Yeah, it is something like that. Was there like music too? Sometimes when they put like music, I think there was a lot of music in this movie. When they when they do that, it seems like know, less quality. Right. There was um yeah, there was like there was definitely some music, but it was mostly like the score. So, I mean, I guess you can call that music if you'd like, but That's what I meant. Yeah, the score. Yeah, that's part of that's part of the reason that this I liked this movie. It was part of that was part of it. It's something he's actually pretty good at from all the other films I've seen of his. Yeah, Twin so Peaks. I'm not is surprised like that. that was okay. Yeah, it very good at um, creating mood with the score, especially like suspense, suspense and like um, confusion. He was nominated for a best score. best director for this movie uh, at the Oscars. Which I mean, we didn't talk about the the Oscars that just happened. Um, right. We did watch it one movie happen. that that exploded. 
Um, yes, it did win most of the awards. So that was kind of but, fun. I can't back rec- to, I can't recall the last time I I watched the best the the movie that won Best Picture like before it won Best Picture. Episode came out in July. Uh, David Lynch lost to Ron Howard from a for a Beautiful Mind. Mm. I have seen that movie. Nope. Have you? Uh, no, it's pretty know. good, but not as good as this. Sorry, I'd, Moose has arrived. Um, yeah, so everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, you gave it an eight out of ten, but apparently it was good enough to win Best Picture. I guess so. I mean, it is a very solid film for sure. I, I see I why I won. It. Well, that's one of those ones you could definitely rewatch. Uh, yeah. Who won? Oh, right. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneinert won this year. Best director for that movie we just talked about. Okay, so Mulholland Drive. You yes. liked the movie? Yeah, it, well, it had a lot of um, twists and turns and also I feel like acting on this film is a is a is an important topic for this one, especially just because I feel like at times it was intentionally bad. Did you get that feeling? Do you think, oh yeah, I, I don't know, but do you think it was intentionally bad? Like Naomi Watts playing Betty, like she was intentionally bad playing Betty. Perhaps at the beginning, perhaps at the beginning, but, but then some of the characters were, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say because it, we're supposed to believe that maybe it was a dream the whole time. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, this whole f- movie is kind of very dreamlike, I would say. And it was hard to tell at times if we were in a dream or not. And um, I think that's what the last 20 minutes of this film sort of achieves most of all is it makes you think, oh, is was this a dream the whole time? Or what, what we were seeing before, was that a dream? And now we get a glimpse of what reality was. So I think that's how he made it. Not only have like an ending, but also have an ending that made the beginning more ambiguous, you know? Right. Yeah, I... I didn't hate the acting. No, me neither. There was definitely some performances I thought odd, but it is David Lynch. And um, by that, he, I mean, he, he writes weird characters. And um, yeah, this was no exception, I would say. And um, yeah, it's interesting you bring up Naomi Watson, how you thought maybe she was, as Betty, she was, acting poorly on purpose but i thought her acting she was the best performance the whole the whole film i thought yeah, well she was second to billy ray cyrus right you can't forget about his part that was really weird to see him in the movie but um but yes it was was overall well acted for sure but it did have like a strange campy acting element as well at times but I think it was intentional. 
at the beginning, it kind of gave me Pulp Fiction vibes as well. I don't know if you got that. I could see that. It Just was how, like this... every, you know, every character has like its own story going on, and then they eventually meet up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was weird. It was like I would say in the first twenty minutes, I was I felt like I was in for a long, long movie that I was not going to enjoy. But then it kind of did like a one eighty, and all of a sudden it started getting very interesting, and. And that's what I was saying. Like, I felt like at the beginning, especially the acting felt off and like bad. And at that point, also, I was trying to figure out like, is this bad on purpose or is, am I just sort of missing the artistic direction? Am I missing something? But then when it did that sort of 180, and then I started, it started making sense of like what he was maybe trying to do. And the performances got really good. And yes, the story got interesting. So I thought that was neat. Maybe it was the the two old people in the car um, smiling that made it feel like a TV movie. I don't know if you remember that when they dropped her off, right uh, at the at the airport, and then they just got into the car and just were smiling all weird. Yeah, that was odd. And then well, they showed up at the end too, which was weird. Yeah. Which I guess that that made it a little more clear that the ending was perhaps a dream or, or something like that, and maybe not so much the beginning. But anyway, that Wait, was uh, interesting. So you're in the the her as Diane is the dream, and not her as Betty is the dream. Yeah, that's what it seemed like to me. But I think that's probably intentional. That is a little hard to tell. Yeah, I think um, I might be in the in the other boat. In the her her as Diane is real life, but again, okay, agree to disagree. It's um, yeah, this movie. If if I were to sort of compare it to some of his other films, it's like Eraserhead and Blue Velvet kind of combined. Probably a little closer to Blue Velvet, which is a very strange movie, and it's about murder and sex and really weird strange people i guess that was kind of like this Eraserhead is more like i mean you can definitely tell it's his first film but it's mostly just weird it's just like weird to be weird that's probably my but it is probably my favorite david lynch movie but also in those two films there's like a very big emphasis on in or like a particular scene where a woman's on stage singing which is what I, which is what I was alluding to before. In Eraserhead, there's like this woman in a in a radiator that's singing. And Blue Velvet, Isabella Rossellini sings. She's a singer. And then of course this movie, that strange live performance scene. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was. I can't say that this movie gave me like made me want to watch more David Lynch. Hmm. If I knowing you, I think the one you'd like the most would be Eraserhead. Blue Velvet, I could see you I could see you possibly liking. I wouldn't watch Dune. I don't recommend it. It's not Maybe very I good. I watched the new Dune. Right. As most people did. I don't think 
you would enjoy the original Dune. I, at least I didn't. And The Elephant Man is a, is a good movie, actually. But it's a bit more serious and less weird. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, I thought Justin Thoreau, as um, the director, was pretty good, too. He was interesting. Yeah, you're right. He was, yes. He was like, he played... I mean, this is not an uncommon thing for directors to do is like put a character in the film that's supposed to be them. I think perhaps maybe not so much. Uh, the um, What was the director's character's name in this movie? Adam. 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 It felt like Adam might have been me for a lot of it, like when people were being really weird to him and he was just like questioning why everything was so weird. It was kind of like, that's kind of what I'm feeling. And, uh, so I thought that part was interesting. I'm assuming that was on purpose. Everything's on purpose. Everything. With David Lynch, of course. The cowboy he, did he, not he, have he eyebrows. Likes... No, he did not. He did not. But there was like, yeah, there was a couple times where Adam was like, what the hell is going on? This is like so strange. So that was probably what, uh, yeah, David Lynch maybe thought the, the audience might react. Okay. Okay. Uh, any other interesting moments that... Uh... It's worth talking about. We talked about style and characters, uh, soundtrack. Um, you liked. Yep. Um, I mean, it is a pretty like Mulholland Drive is a is a movie that I've heard of a lot, but didn't know what it was about. Yeah. Uh, not even in the least, which is why I wanted to pick the movie um so in that sense it was successful uh, because i didn't know what what was going on or what I, what i was supposed to to think this movie was definitely nothing like i thought it was but that was again like i had heard about this movie plenty and plenty of times but it was not what i thought how many times do you think you've heard of this movie uh, probably, I don't know, I couldn't say. Maybe uh, 20 times. I've heard of it plenty of times. Um, so when doing research for this movie, um, there was a thing, a card in the original DVD release of this movie called David Lynch's 10 Clues to Unlocking This Thriller. Have you heard of these 10 clues? No. Okay, no, I mean, I don't know if it'll make sense now. You did watch the movie today, I would assume. Yeah, I ended probably but, 45 minutes ago. Or an hour ago, maybe. Did you eat dinner? Yeah, I ate dinner. I had... Did you have... You had pierogies. No. No. You had a frozen lasagna. I had eggs on rice. Eggs and bacon <laughs> on rice, actually. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So clue one uh, is pay particular attention in the beginning of the film. 
at least two clues are revealed before the credits. So I guess in the, the beginning of the movie before the credits start, um, are just a bunch of people dancing. Yes. And there was like a country theme. Yeah. I guess, um, I think it was it Diane, somebody's character, um, got famous because they did the dance. Can't remember who it was, but that, um, I think is related to that. They, they named the dance. I can't remember the dance name. Hmm. Leave in the comments. Clue two is, uh, notice appearances of the red lampshade. Like when the red lampshade shows up, I remember seeing a red lampshade. I did not clue into the red lampshades. Uh, wait, clues. I do kind of remember that. I feel like every time it switched like tenses, like when I'm like back and forth, I feel like there was a red lampshade, but I could just be imagining that. Uh, clue three is, can you hear the title of the film that Adam Kesher, the director is auditioning actresses for? Is it mentioned again? The name of the, name the, film, of the film is like the Shelley North movie or something. Uh, the Sylvia North story. Uh, is it mentioned again? Yeah, they do mention it again. I don't know why that's how that's a clue. But maybe they're just it, he's just trying to mess with. Um, honestly, he could very well be. He's a strange guy. He could just be doing that just for the hell of it. Uh, clue four, an accident is a terrible event. Notice the location of the accident. But the location of the accident was on Mulholland Drive. Right. Who gives a key and why? Okay. Apparently there's only there's like three different keys in the in the movie, but only one instance of giving a key. And that's Coco giving Betty a key at the beginning before she meets Rita in oh. her aunt's house. Right. The only time you actually says, see the handoff. Yeah, because like the the keys left at the end of the movie on the table, and then there's mm-hmm. um they find the key in the box. Um notice the robe, the ashtray, and the coffee cup. I got nothing for that one. I mean, I saw those three things a few times, but yeah, I don't know what the significance didn't notice. What is felt, realized, and gathered at the Club Silencio? Okay. Did talent alone help Camilla? That's eight. Note the occurrences surrounding the man behind Winkies. Oh, yeah. The man behind Winkies. Right. That was a, that was a choice. Because that's, I mean, that's the last we see of that dude. Mm-hmm. He looks very familiar. He's been in stuff. Just collapsing. Because, yeah. Anyways. Winkies is they wanted to use Denny's, but they couldn't get the license to use Denny's, so they called it Winkies. (laughs) Okay. And then number 10 is, where is Aunt Ruth? In France? 
That's what I thought, right? Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to help. Um, but I also don't know what we're trying to find out. Yeah. I didn't think it was all that ambiguous by the end. I thought I I understood for the most part. Well, you should let David Lynch know you understand and see what he says. Yeah, if I get a chance to tell him. This is also a movie that had nudity in it. Um, that I didn't. Yes, I did. Wasn't expecting Naomi Watts, young actress Naomi Watts, to to go new. Yeah, I didn't expect that either. Yeah, it was there. No doubt about that. Uh, Okay. Well, anything else you want to sprinkle in before we, you know, sprinkle like on a donut? Good one. It's good. Um, I don't think so. I think I covered most of the main things I wanted to cover. To be honest. You have them written down. Oh, yeah. I have them written down. Let me just double check. Yep. Set them all. Uh, okay. Well, then, should we start with acting? Yes, let's do it. Um, I normally decide, but I'm going to let you decide who goes first to give their acting score. Yeah, you can score. go first. Go ahead. Uh, I was not expecting that. Okay. Um, yeah, the acting was perfectly fine in this. The, that tint, that that weird glow this movie had reminded me a lot of Twin Peaks, which is a TV show. Um, Naomi Watts is very good in this. I think there's a reason why she's a successful actress at this point. This being, I assume, one of her first roles, 2001. Um, Knocked out of the park. Uh, Rita, or Camilla, played by Laura Herring. Never heard Mm -hmm. of her before. I thought she was fine. Yeah. This movie passes the Bechtel test for sure. Um, Sure does. Justin Theroux is... Adam Kesher, the director, I thought he was fun and interesting. Billy Ray Cyrus, I wanted more of him. The mm-hmm. Cowboy, I don't, I don't know about. I don't, I, I don't know. Don't know about the Cowboy. Right. Could have, could have left him out. The two detectives, they were, they're credited at the, like the opening, um, the opening credits. Robert mm-hmm. Forster, um, one of the detectives, is he's credited, but he has one, he's one scene, and then that's it. Yeah. So maybe he, they th- thought he's going to have more of a, a bigger role than, much like TV shows, just get you know just get written out, whatever. I give yeah, I acting, yeah, a six point five. Okay. Yes, that's very fair. Thank you. Not too far off from not too far from me. I thought Naomi Watts was uh, quite excellent, actually. Her performance was very good. It was very like um, very innocent to begin with, perhaps intentionally bad. I I feel like that was 
part of something he was going for. Maybe she just did a poor job at the beginning, but I really don't think so. And then, yeah, lots of progression through that character and lots of changes in a short amount of time, uh, but done very well. Laura Herring, as you said, um, I thought she was just okay. And um, those are the, the two big performances, obviously, and um, they influenced my score quite a bit. So one excellent performance and one pretty okay performance. I gave the uh, acting score a 7 out of 10. Okay. Uh, 7 is very close to 6.5. It is very close. Um, okay, and then now you can decide who goes first for ending. Okay, you go ahead. Okay, so we're... Um, the ending, does it start with her waking up in the bed as Diane? That's what I would say is the ending, yeah. Um, yeah, so... A f- switch was flipped... And then all of a sudden, this movie was completely different. A uh, much darker movie, maybe because it takes place during the the nighttime. Um, I can't say if the if the movie was like this the whole time, I wouldn't have liked it as much. Not to say I liked this movie as much. Um, Like, it just, it felt so weird. It's like it's just a completely different movie than what we were watching, which caught me off guard. And maybe I couldn't enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, as much because I was just mad. I guess it's cool, though, that we kind of get, again, the circle where we see Diane dead in her bed, um, I don't know, halfway through the movie when the two of them come to investigate. And then we see her at the end, you know, shooting herself to show that she did kill herself. Mm -hmm. Nice circle. So for that, I give the movie, the movie's ending a 5.5 out of 10. Okay. Um, Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. For me, the ending... Like we said, it's the perhaps the last 20 minutes, you could call it. I thought it was a good way of, if, if what you're saying is true, that um, this was supposed to be sort of a series and ended up having to just be a film. And so the last 20 minutes were effectively there to make this all well-rounded, which I think it was, it did accomplish that. And uh, yeah, it made me think, um, I think what I said before was that it, it made it like not so much just an ending to, to let it end, but an ending that serviced the, the beginning as well and made you think as the thing as, as a whole, which was uh, which was well done. And uh, yeah, I would say I liked I liked how how it ended, uh, especially for that. And so for me, the ending is an eight out of ten actually. Silencio. Silencio. It was okay. a little like I will if if there was um, sort of any critique of the ending, it was like where the movie got the weirdest and like, but like the to the point where it's just weird 
for the sake of being weird, which some, he he is uh, guilty of doing sometimes. So I did that a little. Okay. Uh, now you get to decide okay. who does the overall score um, first. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> okay, so my first um, David Lynch movie, uh, a psychological thriller called Mulholland Drive, uh, which you know earned him a lot of accolades in the directing world. Mm-hmm. People, people love this this movie. Um, I maybe maybe I will go um, and watch other David Lynch movies. Um, maybe I take back what I said earlier. I should finish. I should watch episode two of Twin Peaks to see what happens. To poor Laura Dern. No, Very not good Laura things. Dern. Um, because apparently the actress who plays the main character, well, the main, spoiler alert, dead girl in Twin Peaks, um, <gasps> is in the audience. Um, is in the audience for the last, like, the singer who collapses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie was 11 years later. Anyways... It was it was an interesting film. It it was boring, but then it also was intriguing. I didn't really know what to think. I'll go back and watch another David Lynch movie. I think maybe if if I had watched more David Lynch movies, I'd have more of appreciation for this kind of style. Mm-hmm. Overall, it was a good movie. I'm glad that I picked it. I'm happy that. We got a really good episode out of it. Me too. I'm giving it. I'm giving it a six point five out of ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're not too far off for all our scores. For me, um, it was a a good addition to my David Lynch repertoire, if you will. Probably about, probably in the middle of all the ones I've seen. Not my favorite, but not my least favorite. Had a lots of um interesting choices with with acting and also uh, the storytelling was was in- intriguing and I, I did feel like for a two and a half hour long movie it actually went by pretty quick for me because I was genuinely interested in what was going to happen I had no idea and I did like uh, where the weirdness was going most of the time I did feel as though like I said it was sometimes it was being weird just for the sake of being weird but it wasn't too guilty of, of that and so, yeah, overall for me, it's going to be a 7 out of 10. Tremendous. Fabulous. Fantastic. So you think Mulholland Drive is just as good as The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Yep. What about Rashomon? Um... I think this is a little better than Rashomon. What did I give for Rashomon? A seven. A seven? Oh. Mm. Different movies. They're different movies. Well, I don't they're know hard to compare. To compare. Um, I gave put me on the, spot the same scores. I gave it the same score as Dark City, which I think is fitting. Oh. Similar movies. Better than Dark City, brother. Well, you gave it. Dark City is 6.5 as well, so it's only 0.5 better than Dark City to you. But. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, and that warrants that re- that reaction. Six point five one from a Holland Drive. Six point five one, just that point one, point zero one. Yeah, great choice, Josh. Uh, thank you. I yeah, say, you thank got a knack for you. this. You. You're welcome. Only took fifty one episodes. You know, this is a, a rare time in our podcasting career where I know like the next four movies I'm going to pick. It's got a big string of movies that are all like, yeah, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. So I know what's coming up for a while. Uh, that's that's the way to do it. I should probably maybe do the same thing in a bit. Maybe not, though. It's fun to you know pick last minute sometimes. That's kind of how Mulholland Drive came, came about. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm sure many of your movies have come about. Ghost Rider, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Some movies Metal I think while, sure. while we're while we're recording the podcast. So, but no, uh, I know for you, sure what next week is and the one after. Hmm? Are you going to tell the people what next week's is, or are you just going to keep it a secret? Um, I'll say it's a movie from a trilogy, but it's not going to be the first one. I think it's a trilogy. I actually don't remember. I think it's there's three movies. Yeah, I've made sure this is the one I've. Yeah, okay, there's three. This is the one I've heard of the most out of the three. And um, I made sure you didn't have to have seen the first one to make for this movie to make sense. It can it's a standalone, and uh, that's what we'll be watching. It came out pretty near when this came out. I think probably maybe a little after. It's 2004. Already get. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and this is a movie I've just heard of a, a million times and have never watched. And uh, I Greatly need to, to remedy that. Yeah, that's a statement. I would it's say like the uh, Nicholas Cage of big bigger guys. Nicholas Cage of the bald Nicholas guys. Cage of bigger guys. The, yeah, bald bigger guys. That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay, great. Well, I look forward to it. I should probably see if it's on anything um, before we go too further. I think you can rent it on YouTube or something. Chronicles of Narnia. Whoa, don't give away too much. Can rent it on YouTube? You can, yeah. yeah I do that sometimes. Uh, I don't know if this is a movie you want to rent on YouTube. No, I, the, who knows what that'll do to your algorithm. I'm not going to say anything else um, about it because I know you hate you hate um, when we spoil it, but um, have you seen The Boys? No. Have you seen Umbrella Academy? I watched the first two seasons and watched the first episode of the third season and realized uh, this, this is not going to be for me any, any longer. Okay. Um, do you know who Keith what? David is? Keith David. The voice of Keith? Master Chief. Okay. Yes. What's it? Is he in this? Is he? Apparently, I don't know. 
Maybe. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. I'm just going to quickly see if we have any other questions um, before we can go. Instagram.com. You don't, I don't have to prompt you. Uh, You're allowed listener to send us questions at any time. Oh, please do. And likely they will be addressed. A little very, well, kind of, I don't know. Maybe Um, there. Okay. Well, there was one, one account. I don't know if you saw this from a few days ago that just sent us a uh, link to a Reddit. Um, yeah, I did. I didn't click it though. I clicked it and it's just like, it's, it's just a Reddit thread about the movie Scream 6. Oh, well, that's helpful. Thank you to the that listener. Well, it's just, it's a no, spoiler thing. It's like, it's like takeaways from the movie. Maybe oh, they wrote so it they themselves. Sent us a spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an interest. Interesting. Thank you. I actually liked it. Oh Oops. boy. Well. Talk about algorithms. That's just sending us right over the edge. <sighs> okay. Well, no, no questions. Um, so that means no answers. So I guess you know. This is the end. Gotta Until be the next end time. that time. Yeah. Say no more. Thank you. So, thank you so much uh, for listening. Thank you so much for being you. Thank you and, for being uh, you. Yeah. Indeed. See, see you later. To- toodles. You've made it to the end. Yes, you've made it to the end. The podcast is done. Josh had some fun. Jesse was there too. We'll see you next week. What movie will it be? We're happy to have you. Goodbye. <laughs>